This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English. Episode number 152, baby. Oh yeah, and it is another episode in the Expert Secret series. Although it is a little bit different today because this time I speak to Keith from IELTS Speaking Success. And remember, if you don't know what the IELTS exam is, it's probably the most famous, the most recognised um, English exam that there is People use it to go to university, to move to different countries and stuff like this. Um, and Keith gives us some tips about the speaking part of the IELTS exam. Um, but the advice he gives and the exercises um, are great ways to improve your speaking in general. So it's definitely worth a listen. Um, one other thing to mention is that Keith, um, as he was a IELTS examiner in the past, um, he recently gave me the test. He made me do the test the speaking part obviously um, and I was very nervous about it I don't know why because obviously English is my first language I don't really have any difficulty speaking English but I was very nervous and it was a great experience and the best thing is you can watch a video of this you can watch me shit my pants as I'm responding to the questions And Keith has also made um, an analysis of some of the language I use. So you will also learn some new terms. Um, so that will be on the show notes page. So if you go to Rock and Roll English episode 152, you will find the link to my IELTS test there. Anyway, here is my conversation with Keith. I will speak to you all again at the end. Happy listening. So hello, Keith, and welcome to Rock and Roll English. Hello, Martin. Great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks for coming on. Um, so tell us about you, Keith. Um, we had a quick conversation before, but the listeners obviously didn't hear that. So tell us something about you. So um, my name is Keith O'Hare. I come from Manchester originally in mm -hmm. England. Um, and I've spent, I guess, the last 20 years in, in education, do, mm -hmm. being an English teacher, a teacher trainer. Um, I was an IELTS examiner for six years when I was mm -hmm. in China. Um, and I've kind of worked in different countries. And the last year or two, I've come to Spain and I live here and I now focus on online teaching and running online courses. Um, mm -hmm. And I have a website focused on IELTS, helping uh, IELTS students um, with their preparation, especially for IELTS speaking. And so it's called I... IELTS Speaking Success. Fantastic. And we are talking about IELTS speaking today. What a coincidence that is, hey? It is funny how things move <laughs> like that. It, it's incredible, isn't it? Um, but um, it's great to um, know that you have so much experience. That's what we love on Rock and Roll English, um, getting people from all around the world with lots of experience to share with us. But we want to pick your brains today, which is some rock and roll vocabulary to say, take the knowledge from your brains. Well, brain, you only have one, I think. Um, <laughs> to take the knowledge sometimes. <laughs> to take the knowledge from your brain about IELTS speaking. Okay. Um, so what tips, what's the main tips that you can give us? Right. For people preparing IELTS speaking, um, so I think a good idea is to follow the kind of the 80-20 rule. 
You may have mm. heard of the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Um, but applying it to IELTS and IELTS speaking is I think you spend about 80% of your time focused on improving your English, your general mm -hmm. English, and only 20% of the time preparing for the exam, doing exam okay. practice and really kind of repeating the exam questions. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is I think sometimes people get a bit wrapped up in the questions and memorized answers. I mean, having been mm -hmm. an, an examiner, I, I think about oh, half of the ex the answers I hear are, are uh, memorized. Oh, really? Because I know you get severely punished for that, no? You... <laughs> severely punished. <laughs> yeah, yes. well, I think you get like a one or you something get, like you that. You get marked if... down. You don't get a one, mm. no, but you, oh, do, okay. you, you lose marks on your vocabulary. Okay. Um, because you're not because it's memorized it's kind of put aside um, mm -hmm. so you'll lose areas of vocabulary um, you'll lose areas of fluency because you're not when you go into memorization mode you're not speaking fluently of so, course and it just has a really bad impact and makes a bad impression on the examiner um, mm -hmm. so to avoid memorized answers I, I think the key is to focus more on just your general English, on being able to speak English to a, the level you need. And then, mm -hmm. of course, yes, you need to prepare the questions, you need to know the format of the exam, and you need mm -hmm. to understand the evaluation. So what exactly is the examiner it, looking for? Yeah, exactly. This was my next part. So we have um, fluency and coherence, grammar, um, grammar and some grammar, let's just call it grammar. <laughs> Range of Grammatical grammar, range. they call it. Range of grammar, okay. Uh, lexical resource and pronunciation, is that right? That's right. Those are the four areas that the examiners yeah. um, are looking for, and they're all equal weighted. So it's, it's kind of 25% each, so to speak. Mm. Um, um, and as I mentioned in the introduction to the show, um, Keith actually... Um, just gave me the IELTS test and I ha had a bit of difficulty I must admit especially with the lexical resource because I was trying to like slip in all of these pieces of rock and roll vocabulary um, which was confusing me a little bit because thinking about the vocabulary I was using I was kind of losing track of what I was saying so what advice do you give to students for like each each of these well let's talk about lexical um, resource or vocabulary because mm -hmm. I think with vocabulary um, it, it's a real difficult balance because yes mm -hmm. you need to try and use more advanced vocabulary but you don't want to distract yourself and get too focused on it so I think my advice is when you're preparing to learn vocabulary that is maybe just a little bit beyond your level so not mm -hmm. really complex that you don't understand or you don't really know how to use it. But language that is a bit above your level that you have seen how to use it and you feel confident you can use it. And mm -hmm. then in the exam, you can use that kind of language. The trouble is if, you, if you're, say, a band six and you try and use band nine vocabulary, it just sounds wrong because the chances are you're using it incorrectly and in the wrong context. Mm -hmm. So try and kind of build your vocabulary up just above your level, kind of your level plus one, if you like. Okay. And I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah, that's great. Um, one thing I mention to um, students when I'm helping them prepare for the IELTS exam is often it only takes one piece of really good 
vocabulary and that often really sticks in the mind and um, certainly for me if i speak to someone and um uh, like a person that uh, that's learning english as a second language and they just use maybe one phrase or verb one kind of like idiom i think oh wow just for that just that one thing sticks in your mind is that how it is for an examiner that even if they just say like one or two things so like the vocabulary is good and they just have one or two things that they use perfectly do they stick in your mind like when you're having to like give the mark i think that it's a really good point i think because we are human then exactly yes, the answer is probably yes that does happen that you hear something and go oh that's quite good mm. at the same time the examiners are trained and once they've heard that they'll be listening out to see if you can do it again can you impress okay. me again and if mm -hmm. you don't then then it, it's not as good but mm. if you can pull it off two or three times in the test mm -hmm. with some really nice what we call less common idiomatic expressions mm. i call it rock and roll vocabulary but yeah it's the same yeah, absolutely <laughs> rock and roll vocabulary yeah i mean in, here's an example right in your um test you use the the expression flick through mm -hmm. i flick through something and you i think you're flicking through the the, the music in your ipad and that was great and i thought oh that's really good that's high level mm. vocabulary that's good um and then in this later, and this is the point though, later on, you used it again in part three ah. and it was okay. But if you had used it three times, I would have okay. started to think, hang on, mm. he's just yeah, learned this one on? fancy yeah. expression and trying to use it. <laughs> um, so fortunately you only used it twice. So again, the tip is if you learn this vocabulary, don't use it more than twice. Yeah, of tests. course. Yeah, yeah. That I, I just prepared for the test, and I just learnt that one piece of vocabulary. So uh, rock and roll. I'm glad I only used it twice. <laughs> uh, um, you made an interesting point though of when you said like we are humans, like examiners, because this is what I tell students as well is basically to try and influence them in a positive way. Because you know hu we are humans; they can be influenced. Um, for example, I always make the example in the listening and the reading, the answer is right or wrong. There's no, it's not an opinion or anything like that. It's just right or wrong. So how much do you think examiners are influenced? Wow. Just with like the way people present themselves and with various different things. And I said, even with this like vocabulary, is it obviously not, they won't be completely influenced, but do you think it's even possible a little bit? I would say a little bit. Yeah, mm. a little bit. Um, not yeah. a huge amount, partly because mm -hmm. in a typical day, you know, we used to see 20 candidates. Sure. Um, and if the trouble is, if a candidate tries too hard to 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 make a good impression, you can notice it. So okay, you, you yeah. may get a candidate trying to smile a bit too much, trying who's dressed up and put lots of makeup on, um, okay. who's shaking your hand vigorously, uh, who's making okay. so much eye contact, and you start thinking, wow, that they're taking this a bit too far, and you you can you yeah. can you can notice it. So um, I think yeah. it's 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 a good point and something mm. to have in your mind as a candidate, mm. but don't spend too much time. On yeah, that. of course, um, and I think what it comes down to is just basically being natural you don't want to yeah. in everything the way you speak yeah. the way you present yourself in in every way if you try too much at anything yeah. then it just becomes obvious um 
But so what about other um, parts of the exam? So we looked at um, the lexical resource. What about um, fluency and coherence, pronunciation, yeah. grammar? Have you got any tips for any of those? Yeah, so for fluency, um, I think this is probably the bit that is most difficult for people um, mm -hmm. because pronunciation, you know, uh, from a beginner to intermediate, you may affect or change your pronunciation. But once you've got to kind of intermediate, it's hard to make a big difference to your pronunciation. Mm. But fluency, you can change and you can improve and you can get the kind of the threshold of that band seven is where your fluency is um, without effort. You're speaking without any effort. Um, mm -hmm. Anything below that where the, you can notice the effort, then it's below a band seven. So I think for students to to practice, well, first thing, practice speaking as much as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And by that, I don't just mean in the class with your teacher and, and practicing exam questions, but just more natural practicing English, whatever it may be. Um, to, sure. So that you're, you're in a situation where you've got to respond to something, you're not mm -hmm. quite sure what's happening, and you're learning to process language more quickly as you speak. Um, that there is a there's a technique called um, shadowing, which is okay, really yeah. really good. And I yeah, I've, I often recommend it to my listeners. But just tell yeah. them again, just so um, it really hits home. So you listen to, uh, for example, an audio recording, maybe thirty seconds, mm -hmm. and as you something listen, like rock and roll English, like rock sure. and roll English podcasts, <laughs> any one of yeah. those would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and as you're listening, you try and repeat at the same time. Mm -hmm. You're almost a second behind, but you're trying to hear, listen, and speak at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit like simultaneous translation, but you're in mm -hmm. the same language. So you hear sure. English and you speak English. And what it does is it, it trains you to really pick up on intonation, pronunciation, and processing of chunks of language. Mm. And it's it's very, very powerful. I mean, I you know, I've had students do it for five or six days and already notice a difference. Oh, wow. So it's, and you just recommend that they do it with 30 second like chunks of the recording from personal experience, because I did this mm -hmm. with Chinese. I used to listen to, mm. to Chinese and do it. And, and to be honest, after 30 seconds, I was exhausted The the mental yeah, concentration is, is really hard. It, it is really difficult. I do it um, with Italian even now. And um, yeah, I do struggle because like you said, it is very exhausting. So maybe do kind of 30 second blocks and have a little break okay. and come back to it. Sure, sure, that's great advice. Um, so what about part two of the exam, um, which is quite difficult. Again, when we just did that test, um, I found that difficult. And the main thing is, which I, again, I tell students and um, the reason I tell them that they need to prepare for this is because it's so unnatural yeah. of just like if even if you speak to someone in their native language, which is what we just did, obviously English is my native language. I still found that difficult of someone just saying talk. Yeah. Um, so what tips um, Oh, just so people know, actually, um, if you're not familiar with it in the part two of the IELTS exam, you're given a card, basically and you're asked to talk about a topic, you get one minute to prepare and then you speak for one to two minutes about it, um, which is very strange because it's not a conversation, it's just you talking like a monologue. Um, so what tips do you give students for that? First of all, make most 
of make the most of the one minute preparation time. Mm-hmm. So really okay. use that and, and try and use it A, to get your idea and mm-hmm. B, to structure it. So mm-hmm. have a clear idea, if possible, about what you're going to talk about mm-hmm. and then try and get some structure, what you're going to say generally about it, um, what details will come up. Um, mm-hmm. you, you may want to think about, you may want to follow the bullet points. They do give you three bullet points, which yeah. are actually really good for structure. Typically, mm-hmm. like who, who was the person, when did it happen, what mm-hmm. happened, and how did you feel about it? But and, just so, just to be clear, um, because I think there's some confusion here, because some students think that it's absolutely necessary to talk about those. No, no, but no, no. They're just exactly, yeah. They're just there for guidance. Absolutely, if I'm not mistaken. you're absolutely right. They're there for guidance. You do not mm. have to follow the bullet points. Yeah, you have to talk about the the, the topic. So describe. Mm. What did you describe? Mm -hmm. Describe a singer or a group that you like. So you must talk about that, but you don't have to follow the bullet points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, So they're they're there as a as a guide. It says you should say. It doesn't say you must say. So it's just a a recommendation. Mm. So think about the structure. Um, I kind of advise students to talk generally for about a minute, and then. Mm make sure they have some details. So some details and some examples because the examiner is looking for your ability to go from a general idea to a detail. And that's also where you're going to produce more interesting language Mm -hmm. from speaking. Generally, people do this and people do that. And one example is when this happened, different kind of language comes out. So, Mm -hmm. you know, have general things and a detail. Sure. And, um, yeah, no, that, that's yeah. great advice. I think maybe also practice doing this at home mm-hmm. for do this at home for two minutes, mm-hmm. so that you're used to the the length of two minutes. Because some candidates clearly don't really know how long two minutes is, and they stop yeah. speaking after forty seconds, thinking that they finished. So do practice three or four times at least, actually timing yourself, record yourself, mm. and and see how long two minutes takes. Um, and listen back to your recording and just notice, oh, I could do that better. I could structure this a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I tell students because um, it's the one part of the speaking exam that you can really practice on your own because the, that part of the exam is not a conversation. You yeah. can actually just talk to your phone and there's actually no difference as it would be in the exam. So just having that just being prepared for this strange thing of just having to talk and, as you said, to know how long two minutes is. And then the important thing then to listen back so they can listen to pronunciation. Maybe they notice they're making a few mistakes. Um, so, yeah, that, that's great advice as well. So the last part of the exam, part three, mm-hmm. um, because when we just did this, um, the exam, um, because I know that you're supposed to talk more generally in part yeah. three. Yeah. And I noticed myself giving like personal examples. I was saying, oh, I did this, I did, and I was thinking, oh, shit. Mm. Um, so what advice can you give us for part three? Um, it, you, need, you need a bit of both. You need, again, you need to go from the general to the detail. So mm. the, the part three questions are much more about ideas and concepts and abstract mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, exactly. Um, so don't start talking about you. You know, mm. um, talk 
so if I say, you know, what are the most pop, what's the most popular music in, in your country? Don't say, well, I like, um, mm, okay, you know, say yeah. it's people tend to listen to this or, mm. and, and then, and then you can go, once you've been general, you can go into give examples. I mean, examples are great. Um, it's okay if, if they're your examples, but you know, you can also try and have different examples that not, not about you. Part mm -hmm. one is very much about you. Part three is, is more general. Um, but again, the, the examiners focused 90% on your language. Um, mm. And if, even though you're talking about you, if the language you're using is up at your band seven, eight and nine level, then that's what you, you'll get. So don't okay. worry too much about it. You've already got 20 things to worry about in the IELTS exam. So don't worry too much about okay. that. I was worried that I didn't do very well in part three. How did I do? You got a two. No, I, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute, I, I didn't even know what you were talking about, a two. Um, <laughs> a two for the speaking. Oh, thanks. No, you'll have to go and listen to the, uh, watch the video and find out what Martin really got. No, yeah. You did very, very good. well. You did well. It was okay, great. that's good to know. Um, okay, Keith. So where can people find out more about you? Well, if they go into uh, the internet and go to www.ieltsspeakingsuccess.com, um, mm -hmm. they can find me there. There's a there's a, a newsletter if they want to sign up to the newsletter and get a, a free ebook about the ten most common mistakes that I've seen mm. in as an examiner and how to avoid them. Okay. Um, there is a YouTube channel that I have, the same name, IELTS Speaking Success on YouTube. There's lots of videos there. There's lots of sample answers with language analysis, as mm. well as kind of tips and things you can do and don't do. And also Rock and Roll English will be there next week. Okay, fantastic. Um, all of the links to everything Keith mentioned will be on the show notes to the page anyway. So if you go to Rock and Roll English and find this episode, you will find it all there. Um, anyway, thanks again for your time, Keith. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Martin. Also for me. Um, I hope to see you very soon. Yep. Take care. You too. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, so thanks again for that, Keith, for coming on. And let's have a look at the main takeaways, the things that um, he spoke about. I really liked this thing about the 80-20 rule. Concentrate 80% of your time to practice in general English and then 20% of your time to the exam. That's how important it is. People think, oh, I'm preparing for the exam now. I just need to do that. But you still need to work on your general English. And I also liked the fact that he said, learn language just above your your level because as he said if you're going for these crazy idioms and stuff and you're not really a hundred percent sure it just sounds strange so go for vocabulary just above your level maybe vocabulary that you understand when you read but you don't really feel very confident using it so concentrate on that vocabulary and then just build up slowly the advice he gave us about the shattering technique was very good as well i liked how he said just concentrate on 30 seconds because as he said it is very very tiring mentally you don't have to run around or anything but mentally it is very tiring but as he said he has seen the difference in people's speaking after only five or six days that is incredible um so remember if we want a new result we need a new action so if you're not happy about your fluency, try this. Try something new to get a new result. 
Another good point was when he said that the examiner is looking for how you can make a general idea and then move that to detail. And I think this just for speaking in general. If you focus on speaking about particular events, practice in your head. Think about a story or maybe you tell your friends a story in your native language. You explain a funny incident that happened yesterday. Think, how would I say this in English? How would I describe it? Then any of the vocabulary you're missing to describe that, you can obviously go and find. Um, and then practice by yourself as well. You can talk into a phone. That isn't actually strange talking by yourself is a bit strange if you're just walking down the street talking to yourself it's a bit strange but use your phone maybe do the 30 second shadowing thing just listen to that 30 second part of a recording and then record yourself saying it think am i the same as this person is my intonation the same is my pronunciation the same and you can see um anyway remember all of the links to everything we spoke about are on the show notes episode number 152 so go there and find out more about keith and thank you again keith for coming on i will see you all again on monday people but in the meantime just keep on rocking baby Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.